Hi, my name is Mary Hemsworth. I'm a content creator with Cater.com and I'm talking to Tim Foster, Head of Awesomeness and Director at Yummy Pubs. Hi, Tim. Good morning. How are you doing? Very good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Today we're going to talk a bit about the return of the industry. I mean, it's been mooted that we're going to hopefully start trading again from 4th of July as restrictions are eased. We've just done some research which indicated that um, over a third of those in, uh, interviewed would be happy um, are, and are looking forward to getting back to a pub during the first week of easing. That figure rises to 53% in and around London. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's great. With everything that's um, gone on, I think consumer confidence is king for us. Um, and those stats aren't too dissimilar to conversations that I've had with customers who have been doing a huge amount of deliveries and um, just trying to get an understanding and a flavour for what the customer expectation is on the journey back um, and what they, they kind of think is going to happen. So really positive news and some, some great stats in there if those come to fruition. I think people are desperate to get back into the pubs and, and the lockdown is sort of, I think, shown some appreciation for just who we are and what we do. I have to agree with that. 40% of those we interviewed said they'd be prepared to pay a premium to, for, to visit venues that have got good, strong socially distancing practices in place. What have Yummy been doing to prepare for the reopening? Uh, we haven't really closed, to be honest. Uh, we've, we've closed to the public, but we've carried on operating all the way through this. So uh, we've had a click and collect shop uh, at the wire mill, which is our site down in Gatwick, that started on the Saturday after lock, after, after we were told to close. Uh, we've been doing homeless meals in our London sites. So we've had the, the key team all operating together. So <clears throat> we've been working our way through this um, with teams that have been fully isolated together. So we've had that advantage where we haven't had any uh, foreign customers or, or people coming into the business. It's been quite easy to, to manage the distancing with the guys because they've all been working in teams. But we've um, we've been watching what everybody else has been doing. Uh, we've paid massive attention to what's happening in other countries, uh, especially kind of China, Asia, um, just looking at what they're doing really. So we've got a whole heap of plans. Um, we started uh, two days ago in terms of um, our staff training. We run a, a online academy. So I think a lot of consumers won't be aware just how far hospitality has moved in terms of training and how great we are with our practices um, because nobody really talks about it. We don't need to. Um, but I think now is the time to tell them uh, and, and explain it. So we've got an online academy, which is all of our courses. And I was watching Downton Abbey last night with uh, Mrs. Foster um, and um, one of the guys couldn't read. Uh, and he said that the way of going into service was that he could sign his name. Uh, and that was true of the times. And it made me chuckle, actually, because we just reset all of the courses. So we've reset every course on the academy, whether you got to level five, six. For us also, uh, the entire system has been reset for all of our employees. And as of the last two days, my challenge out to my team is to redo every course, relearn every course, revisit every course. So I'm doing two courses a day uh, and my expectation is that they do two, three. Uh, I'm managing to do that within my normal working day. Uh, and by the time we get, I'm calling it T minus. So at the moment we're T minus 44 days. Uh, by the time we hit opening, my entire team would have been retrained on levels one and two and a specific COVID course uh, completely done online. 
and then we're dovetailing that with video conferencing like this. So although a lot of industries have been saying how amazing it is working from home and Zoom's revolutionary and isn't it great, uh, we've been using a system like this for nearly two years. So um, I remote train and induct people into our business um, and meet new employees. We're a small company. We've only got or had 89 people, four sites. So it's pretty easy for us as owners. And there's three of us, uh, myself, Anthony and Jason, to really get under the skin of our people um, and uh, and learn and train and develop and get to know them. And that's a real a benefit for us. So within your premiumization element, I totally agree. I think niche brands will, again, similar to the recession, we were trading in the recession. Uh, you couldn't be in the middle. If you were in the middle, you were squeezed and you went heavily discounting um, or you lost a huge amount of reputation. So everybody in our sector has got to give consumers confidence that our standards are exceptional. We've turned from being hospitality businesses to retailers in the past six, seven years. Realistically, we could give any supermarket a run for their money. Uh, in terms of standards. Bizarrely as it sounds, I've been going to supermarkets all over the country on my travels because I haven't stopped. So um, I've been a kind of a key worker, being able to travel everywhere. And I've looked at how the supermarkets have reacted. I've recorded it all. Uh, I've date stamped every movement that they made from D10 hand sanitizers outside of stores to say, help yourself and wipe down your own trolley. Uh, to Waitrose going, well, 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 that's not good enough. You know, we need to build a queue and we need to give everybody a trolley so that they have total confidence that we're giving them the, the right measures as we go through. So uh, lots of learnings from the retailers that have had to work their way through the pandemic um, for us. Uh, and I think um, there's obvious challenges we're going to have that are very different. Um, the supermarkets have been helped massively by the weather. Uh, there's not too many people going to be queuing for an hour outside a supermarket when it's absolutely thrashing with rain. Um, so that has been that benefit. But I think a benefit to every business because it's been able to allow us to understand what the consumer is doing, how they react in a queue, what people are wearing protective or what they deem to be protective items, what people are just rocking up and randomly walking through everybody else and don't even have a clue. You know, believe it or not, in this whole period of time, we've had people walking into the pubs because we've been fully operational going, can I, um, where can I sit? <laughs> we're, we were closed on the 20th of March. Well, what planet have you been living in? So I think there's, um, yeah, some real difference in there. So how, um, what I'm getting from you is that you're building confidence in your people as well so that they can know that when they open and they start to interact with your customers again, they're going to have that confidence and that enthusiasm to be back working strong and, and ready, I think. Absolutely. We have a moral duty of care to, to people. So whether that be customer, whether that be employee, for us, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm actually just doing, uh, I've done two, I did two courses yesterday um, and I'm doing two courses today. And part one of my courses today is, is health and safety. So I'm about halfway through it. Um, relearning Kosh and relearning um, all of the different courses, and one element of it is the moral, the moral duty. You know, there's a there's an insurance duty within health and safety that you've got to protect your business and your money. Um, but actually, moral duty comes first and foremost, and that is more prevalent now than it w ever will be. Um, I think people's um, perception of cleanliness, um, but not just kind of sugarcoating it. We've, we've got to put practices in place that actually mean things and the kind of cultural journey that we've got to take our people through. 
you can tell somebody to go and wash their hands every 20 minutes. You know, as much as I could tell my guys to meet and greet every single customer that's come in in the last 12 years, it hasn't happened. You know, there are days that I sit and I inspect sites and go, come on. I mean, how hard is it? Just use common sense, please. So in exactly the same way, we've got a workforce that are going to have touch points with the customer. I want my kitchens on full display. We will have screens in the pubs that will show the kitchens front of house. We will just turn our CCTV on, um, which we've already got in our kitchens anyway, and just have it on screen so that the consumers can see it. Um, and everything will be about open transparency. So whether that be before visit, during visit, after visit, um, everything is about honesty and transparency. And, and, and part of that is by saying to the guys, I understand you've done levels three and four. I understand you've invested a huge amount of time and effort and energy over the last year. I'm not dismissing that. I'm just saying to you, if it's a refresher and you can learn something new and just pick up one more thing that you've forgotten in that year, then it's just going to benefit us all. So just don't worry about it. If you, if you know, I'm not judging you on it, but it's a fantastic opportunity for all of you to be able to relearn and revisit. And I'm learning some great things from the courses. And I'm the guy that's meant to be inspiring everybody and the know-it-all uh, that you know, I get 2,000 questions a day where people expect me just to be able to go, yes, I've got the answer for that. Um, so it's, uh, it's the confidence piece. I think, I think that comes with the job title. What I'm getting as well, something else that sort of struck me while we're talking is that it's about also protecting your brand because once we reopen for business, um, brand a value and employee brand is going to be huge because people are going to talk about i mean they're already talking about the heroes and the zeros in hospitality why do you think it's so important to, um, to protect employer brand and project the right kind of employer brand now i think it's it has to be in your dna so i've heard uh, a huge amount of polar opposite stories of what happened in the the two weeks to build up um I, I proactively, Auntie Jason and I, uh, we started uh, Python meetings, so Project Python, which weren't too dissimilar to this this um, this call. The guys are in one guys in London, one's in Bognor, I'm in Harborough, so we've we've never been close together uh, for a while now as we've moved and evolved the business. Um, so as soon as Cobra started, we started Python and we started communicating. And I said to the guys, we've got to protect our people, you know. Ultimately, I don't give, I never have given us stuff about really great big buildings. You know, we spend a massive amount of money on them. And they are hugely important to us. But at the end of the day, they're just big buildings. And it's the people inside them that make the difference to Yummy. Always has, always will. Um, nobody will be able to run a pub better than Anthony, Jason and I, which we did in 2007, 8 and 9. You know, we picked up more awards than you could you could put on a bookshelf. I don't have any. But, um, so, um, and we were the best. So we tell our guys that we're the best a lot. I'm telling my guys that I'm the best now. I'm running 7K a day. Uh, I'm telling them that I'm going to be fitter. I'm going to run circles around them. I'm going to be on the shop floor with them. Uh, and I will be in the pubs the day we open, not because I want to see and, and project a message of I'm the boss. Isn't it great? I'm here. I genuinely want to be there. Um, and if that isn't in your DNA, then you're never going to win out. So you have to have those people that are in your DNA. Um, and we can look around some heroes in hospitality, like the boys from Brewdog, Leon. You know, I've watched them as we've moved through this and huge respect for, for what they've done. And then just a, a, a massive amount of new people entering into the market. But if you're coming into the market now to go and do NHS meals, do them. 
go and do them because they're still needed. You know, there's still massive amount. If you want to do the homeless meals, go and do them, you know, but don't pretend you've been doing it for the last eight weeks because the credibility will just go. So and don't do it because you think you need to get new news for opening on the 4th of July. Do it because it makes a fundamental difference to people's lives. Uh, and that will flood through in brands. So as far as the yummy brand goes, um, yeah, it's, it's always been about people. I put my people at risk for two weeks. Um, I had to. There was no choice. You know, I was staying up 24-7. The Chancellor, sure as hell, wasn't going to get on his feet and furlough everybody had we have not carried on operating because Boris told us to close. And if we had all run off and closed because Boris told us to close without actually telling us to close and just told the public to stay away, the support wouldn't be there. We wouldn't have any of, of what we've got. And people will kid themselves if they believe that. This is a you know a driven government. So I put them at risk, but I put them at risk and I asked them first. Uh, and I didn't ask anybody to do it when I wasn't doing it. And so all three of us were in the pubs. All three of us were fully operational. Jason got hugely ill. Uh, Jason, Jason had COVID. Um, I worked with him on Mother's Day. Um, which is literally the Sunday after we, we were told to close on the Friday. We decided that we had so many bookings at the wire mill that we didn't want to let people down, that we offered a takeaway service for the products at the mill. We all worked together. Jason then fell ill on the Monday and Tuesday. I was meant to come home on the Wednesday, so I was just meant to go down, set everything up, get the guys going with the click and collect shop. Fifteen days later, having rung Lucy to say, I'm really sorry, but I can't come home. Uh, I've taken three pairs of pants, two t-shirts and a couple of pairs of shorts. So it's going to be fun for me. Um, I, I, I self-isolated and I stayed away and I worked with this team um, because uh, we needed to protect protect our families and protect our people. So, And seeing how ill Jason became um, and just hearing the stories of what happened to him and how the ambulance just wouldn't come out to, to protect him. This is a a horrific disease you know it's killing people so we've got to take that precaution as we move into opening we have to understand it i think we have to understand we're not going to stop it uh, it's, it's going to be out there um but life has got to go on you know we we have to manage our way through this and offer the best possible safety measures we can to our consumers uh, and share the risk and the responsibility they have a responsibility when they come into our buildings to not be sick uh, to, to, if we are told that they are required to wear face masks, to be really, um, I suppose, kind of almost patient with us. You know, it's going to take time. And, uh, and I saw that patience with the retailers because people were desperate for food, but also they panicked. So that patience needs to come from the consumer. But we have to do everything first to make sure that we are assuring them um, and that we are, you know, protecting them and, and the being there. Uh, the different pictures that I've seen of, on the Twitter, the Twitter feed in the last couple of days of park parties and huge amounts of beer boxes just left and bottles everywhere. You know, we're the guardians of alcohol. We always have been. So there's this massive spike in people drinking and this worry about mental health because they can't get to the pub. You know, and we are we are the people that protect them. So when the next budget comes along next year and all of the noise is potentially about duty going up and people are seen collapsed on streets outside pubs, uh, I seriously hope the government take a different tax to that and start showing people at home on a sofa with a box of 20 cans around them going, this is where the problem exists. Uh, it's not in, in the pub trade. But again, that's a confidence thing for us to build. Going forward, what tips would you give 
to employers to manage their brand confidence because it is going to come down to the, the consumers. My, you know, I'm a consumer. My confidence in whether or not a, a brand is looking after me or is going to look after me. Do you have any particular tips that you would give to um, other brands to say, maybe, you know, just maybe two or three that you think they should be thinking about? Complete transparency. So I think you need to be uh, entirely honest with um, with the customer. And I just before lockdown, I um, went to a, a conference and listened to a guy from Dodo Pizza talking about transparency and how they put all of their accounts online. And it's a big Russian company uh, and how it improved the consumer engagement with the brand um, and how they felt that actually we know you're going to make profit. You know, you're a business, you have to make profit. So oh, it's quite interesting to see how much profit you make. You know, you, we can see what you do. So for me, yeah, total transparency. I think websites and forward planning are absolutely key. Uh, open communication. So we are, we've used social really heavily and we've built, built a massive social following during the lockdown. So we had quite a clear, uh, quite poor social engagement strategy um, that sits on my shoulders, my job, and I neglected it for, for too long. So we took the opportunity to re-engage and we've asked our consumers what they want of us. Uh, so we've been posting out saying, what would you like to see? You know, how how would you like to see the wire mill come back onto its feet? And so many people have come forward saying, yeah, well, you know, we want to, the guarantee that we will be able to get our seat. So I think for a very a, a long period of time, walking trades done, you know, and you can either make that decision as an operator to just turn it away and say, I'm really sorry, guys, that's it. Or you fully book in advance. I've seen quite a lot of stuff from um, Czech Republic where their day parts are extending. So they think that although their capacity has gone down, actually they're grabbing anything between an hour and a half at the beginning of a lunch and an hour and a half at the end because people's natural work style and life balance has changed. So I think people's work life balance will change forever from this pandemic, I think. I made a conscious decision to walk away from from top ass FMCG company uh, because I was never going to spend time with my family. The trajectory for me to go on the journey um, was that actually I wouldn't be at home very much. There'll be a lot of traveling um, and I wouldn't be around. So part of me doing and building Yummy was to create a work life balance to have with my kids. So they remembered who I was rather than just a weekend dad. And so many of the guys that I socialize with have that conflicting uh, view that they've had and they've refound their family lives over this period of time and they're reluctant to give it up so you know and their their businesses are coming to them and saying you can work from home three days a week or we don't want you back in the offices until august or we're going to be able you know we've proven we can manage the business like this to a degree so you're so there will be more free time with people at home they will want to get out we know that they will want to get out so I think the local market market areas, you know, we've got a pub in Tooting, Mile End, we will suddenly extend the opening hours. We reduced the opening hours before this because it was coming more and more evident that people weren't coming to us at lunchtime. I think that's going to change out of all recognition. So there's an opportunity for us to trade into lunch parts. And the day part will be so important for all operators, whether you're a top end restaurant or a, a quick a casual, you know, fast to go. Everybody's formats are going to change. The the pressure of key trading hours you can now manage because if you do it from a, a booking in advance um, position, then you can manage that. 
So um, that would be key. And if you haven't already got it set up, then you, you need it. I'm fortunate enough to have all of the experience of having run a, a marketing sales office. So all communication has always come centrally anyway. Emails, telephone calls, none of my team were able to answer a question within site level. So controlling communication is going to be key. Um, but you can't control everything. And I think people have got to understand that. There's going to be tweets, um, yeah, whatever the different things that they bloody use now, you're going to get the thing where it goes out and they're not going to be social distancing and they're going to be prattling around somewhere and they're all TikTok. You know, you're going to see a thing on TikTok of your team in your venue prattling around somewhere because they feel more comfortable together. Just going to happen. But the way to try and not make it happen is to, to communicate to them openly. So all of our open comms, how important it is, not just from a... Um, the consumer looking on you, but the spotlight is going to be on the industry. You know, the sun, the mirror, every newspaper is going to be ready with cameras on the 4th of July, just like they were when Five Guys opened in Edinburgh, to be there and go, snap, 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 snap. You know, no social distancing, no social distancing, no social distancing. Um, they weren't outside of Tesco's doing that. So we, we have that pressure on us as an industry. We're, we, you know, people, people will focus on us. So... There were kind of be my key things. I'd spend a lot of time doing that, a lot of time on digital, um, and then just walking the journey of the customer. We do that a lot. I've always done that a lot. I was taught that from the very, very beginning. So every day, just walk the journey. You know, what have you missed? What new things can you introduce? Does that look great? How grubby does that become? You know, we're all going to start having to put hand dispensers on doors. Well, it's not going to take long for those to either run out look grubby, you know, get damaged somehow because we're putting something foreign into the environment of a pub. We all know that when you put flowers into the pub, they get nicked within two two days, regardless of if you put them in ladies' toilets or not. Um, you know, you bolt everything down uh, and we're relatively high-end operation and we still have to do that. So, you know, God, the amount of money that I've spent on blankets when the original setup looks amazing and then uh, but that, you know, blankets aren't a problem anymore. So it's that, what, what, how are you planning going into your winter trading? Uh, what, is, what does it look like? How are you going to possibly trade into the, the cooler period? Because right here, right now, we're all screaming out for, you know, just I could die every day currently um, because I have been asking for this weather uh, to inject an amazing amount of cash flow into my business for probably the last six years. And out of any of the six years, I've actually been ready. I overinvested in staff for nearly three months through the winter period so that we had a fast start for summer. We'd done all the planning. You know, we'd actually done everything properly for once, which is unheard of within my business because we we do magpie projects and we're quite dynamic. But we use the word dynamic loosely that we're crap at running projects. Um, so for once, we've actually managed to do it. Um, and lo and behold, my sites are closed. That's so nice. I'm ignoring that completely yeah. and pretending it doesn't exist. Ignore the um, sunshine. Yeah, so, so one eye on the future. Tim, that has been absolutely amazing. I love your tips, particularly on how to build brand confidence again and confidence in your team. I like the idea that you're planning really hard and that transparency is key. Going forward, you're going to be a really busy man because, <laughs> you, as you say, you're T minus 44, 45. So, look, stay well. Thank you so much for talking to me today and um, keep in touch. Thank you.
It's been an absolute pleasure. Really enjoyed talking about it. And uh, yeah, a period of self-reflection on everything that's going on has been great. So um, yeah, I think there's a, there's, there's a great future ahead. We've just got to navigate our way through some of the choppy waters. Thanks, Tim. Bye.